We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What's going on, world? You're tuned into Brunch Culture. As always, I'm your host, Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Lisa Victoria. What's up, world? All right, y'all. So today we have a great show lined up for y'all. As mentioned, we have Rob Hill Sr., the heart healer, joining us in a discussion today. But before we get there, we want to start off with our weekend review. We had some pretty explosive things that happened this week. Lisa, kick it off. This week, um, it was some unprecedented um, news with Sony. Um, Sony decided not to release their... So it was going to be a hit film. It was slated to be released on the December 25th. It was called The Interview, but Sony was hacked and they traced it back to North Korea and North Korea threatened that if um, they released the film, people would die and they would, you know, do something, an attack on the American theaters that played the film. So Sony pulled the film and President Obama said in an announcement yesterday that it was a mistake to pull the film because we can't give in to terrorism or threats from terrorists. Um, It was interesting because Sony CEO responded and was like, you know, it wasn't our choice. Our our goal all along was to release the film, but the distributors, the movie theaters backed out one by one. And without movie theaters, we can't play a film. So we were under pressure because we had nowhere to play it. And they said they would like to maybe explore the idea of maybe going on demand or through Netflix or whatever, but they said no one has stepped up, but they want the film released. And I think on both ends, president Obama and Sony pictures want the film released. And it's just crazy that hackers have this much power because we are, um, a cyber world. The internet rules everything. We depend on the internet. We depend right. on technology and, right. For this to happen, um, I know Congress and the president are looking into ways um, that they can prevent this from happening and making sure we're equipped to deal with these kind of cyber attacks. And I think it was interesting that, you know, the president was so adamant about this in the press conference. Like, no, this was a bad idea because we can't give them that kind of power. And he was like, America will respond. Right. You know, it's so funny, though, because as I was listening to it yesterday, I was actually a little shocked that the president took that position. And once he explained himself, it made perfect sense. We we, we have freedom freedom of speech. That's one of the, the luxuries that we enjoy here in the U- United States. So that was to have Sony Pictures pull back, pull the movie back. And uh, the, the CEO was saying that it's because, you know, movies wouldn't play it. But for me, it, it and I mean, I think for the rest of the world, it basically appeared that it was because of the the attacks on of, of terror and all of their emails and all of their their private information being released. Um, and so, you know, I think that when the president made the statement, it just made perfect sense that you know what we can't bow down to that. Now, I do think that the movie was was pushing the edge. Everybody's saying like, oh, you know, it's a satire, but I have my own opinions about us making movies that 
you know, are a little edgy or a little too edgy, I feel like push the envelope a little too much and say, well, oh, it's all in comedy. It's all, it's like satirical. I think that, you know, if there was a major movie released about uh, a major superpower potentially killing our president, we would all have an issue about it. So, you know, I don't necessarily know. Yeah, I feel like the movie wasn't the best idea anyway, but I definitely see where the president stood in terms of saying we should not have backed down from it. Uh, yeah, I definitely understand both sides. Yeah. So, uh, getting into some other news, this week was an uh, eventful week for VH1 as well as... Uh, Divine nines, fraternities and sororities, mainly divine nine sororities, but I say fraternities and sororities because this is something that w could potentially down the line impact us all. Um, the show Sorority Sisters aired on Monday, and if you haven't been able to see it, Sorority Sisters follows the lives of a group of women that uh, pledged a Black Greek letter organization. And those women are, they now have a television show and they're ex explaining how it is to be a part of a sorority in college and to continue to be a part of that organization once you've graduated and you're into your adult life. So that's the premise of the show. And a lot of people were up against it. I saw the, the extended uh, trailer right before the show aired on Monday and I refused to watch it. I was just like, I can't, I can't get into this. And then a lot of people were like, well, you know, you should watch it. Maybe it's just, that's just, you know, of course, VH1 for ratings, they're gonna boost the fights and the controversy and the drama. That's what's gonna get people in. And so refused to watch it, refused to watch it. When the show aired, my phone was going crazy. Uh, women that I know that are part of organizations, I know a, a few Deltas, a few Zetas, um, they were just up in arms, going crazy. I can't believe they have this on the show. This show is terrible. You know, they're they're saying too much. They're telling like uh, special parts of secret parts of our organizations. You know, they are just misrepresenting our organization as a whole. And I was just completely disgusted by the entire thing. I finally watched the episode for the sake of being able to talk about it yesterday online. And when I saw it, I was just like, I can't believe that this is. This was greenlit. I can't believe that these women who are part of these organizations, who took those oaths and those vows, uh, they just felt like th this was a great idea for them to get on VH1 <laughs> on top of anything and just make these type of statements. It was like crazy stuff. Girls going in and, you know, knocking down stuff at another girl store and saying, oh, my store is better than yours because I'm an AKA and my store is better because I'm a Delta and oh, you're not a real Delta. And it's just, it was craziness. And I just couldn't believe that it was actually there. Lisa, did you get a chance to look at it? Yeah, I watched the last 15 minutes and I was just blown away by the amount of ratchetness that was happening. Yeah. Um, and I expected so much more from those who represent the letters, especially, you know, AKA and Delta. And it seemed like the Deltas were represented the most um they were depicted as ratchet um but i mean all of them were ratchet i don't think it was just one specific letter but when i watched it it was the deltas behaving badly 
Yeah, and there were more there are more deltas on the show than anybody else. So of course it gives it makes it seem like, oh, well, this is like the central, the nucleus of the problem. I mean, one girl even said she was ready to drag somebody during the show. She was like, you know, I'm ready to drag somebody. And I'm like, whoa, I mean, you taking it back to my eighth to eighth and murder. Like you finna drag somebody? That's what you're gonna say. And you you're, you know, a, a degreed supposedly young professional woman like and not that you know i just i think that it's just it shouldn't have been online but the the controversy even ha- happened even more because people started to push back um you know advertisers started to drop advertisers started to say that they weren't going to do it there was this whole twitter campaign targeting advertisers saying don't support this don't support this so advertisers like carmax and honda and Sprint were saying that they are going to take their their advertising dollars or get another spot on VH1, particularly that spot. And so you had a lot of people that are happy, and VH1 released a statement saying that they are not going to pull the show. The show, the first episode, uh, garnered 1.3 million viewers. And so for them, this show is a hit. It it sits right. You even had the presidents of the sororities uh, as a collective MPHC body come out with a release a statement to VH1 saying do not do this do not release this we don't support this and you know VH1 is taking a position that it doesn't matter one thing that I will say though and I'm not saying I'm for the show being pulled I think that there are things that we should not advertise we should not publicize these organizations have done tremendous things in our communities both large and small uh for a century to make sure that, you know, we Black people have what they need and are there. The only thing I'll say is that I just want us to be as equally as passionate and concerned about all of these other shows, your love and hip-hops, your, uh, your, your these crazy stuff, your basketball wives, and all of those things that come out and that just depict Black women. Because I do believe that as Greeks, as members of Greek letter organizations, we are charged with caring for and, and standing up for the black community and representing the black community. And just like we don't want ourselves to be depicted on television negative way, we shouldn't want, you know, our our counterparts that may not be Greek on television acting a monkey either. So that's that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I was just like, it's not a good look for the Greek life and it's not a good look for young professionals, but it's not a good look for black people in general, but we already have these reality shows and we need some, I was thinking this was a light at the end of the tunnel and Mona Scott Young was like, let me depict women differently than what they are on Love and Hip Hop. But again, <laughs> more rationality. Get out of here. <laughs> get, get, get out of here. Yeah, so we won't. <laughs> That's a whole, we could do a complete show on Ratchet Television and producer Mona Scott Young. But we won't do that. So <laughs> getting into today's main topic, we have a very, very special guest. He is known as The Heart Healer. If you are on Twitter and Instagram or social media in general, it's impossible for you to have escaped this guy's presence. You've probably seen a quote, a retweet, or a repost of something he said. Mr. Rob here, Sr., how's it going, Rob? I'm great. I'm great. And thank you for that uh, that grand intro. You, you had me over here brushing my shoulders off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely should, man. You are you are that dude. You're that dude for our generation. We must say, like I, Lisa introduced me to you uh, on Instagram. She's like, you know, if you follow Rob Hill, and I was like, the name sound real familiar. Do I know him? And then I go to my social media, and I'm like, yeah, this dude is everywhere. <laughs> well, thank, 
Thank you, Lisa, for that uh, that intro. I appreciate you spreading the word. <laughs> You're welcome. I um, got introduced to you through, um, I follow Sarah Jakes, and she posts okay. a lot of um, your posts. And I was like, who is Rob Hill? And then I saw some other people posting. And I went to your page, and I um, looked through it, and I followed you because I was like, I always like to uh, follow people who are spreading positive inspiration to our generation. So, And then I went on your okay. website, and I, I thought your story was pretty cool. Um, you have an organization where you help mentor teenagers and help inspire them, and that's definitely needed in our community. I don't think a lot of people know you do that in addition to the Instagram and the books and all of that other stuff as well. Yeah, thank you. We, we all got to do our part. We all have to do our part. So I just try to do my, you know, in, in my way. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you all uh, being active supporters and also, you know, participants, uh, you know, with inviting me on your platform is a way for me to extend my message. Um, so I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, you're welcome. So tell us how you became the heart healer. <laughs> um, well, I'll explain my concept behind heart healing. Um, you know how they, uh, <clears throat> if they see a cute little kid, they'll be like, oh, he's going to be a heartbreaker one day. <laughs> you know, he's, he's so cute. He's so cute. Uh, yeah. And then the, the quote, um, hurt people, hurt people. And uh, one day I was writing and I was just so frustrated with that quote. Um, and, and I was thinking that, uh, you know, Heal people can heal people. Um, and I started thinking, like, well, if my son, you know, if somebody has the power to be a heartbreaker, they too can also be a heart healer. Like, we can tweak life. You know, our words are supposed to have life, our actions, that type of thing. We, we can actually increase, you know, a person's being, you know, through our energy. Um, so I decided to come up with the phrase heart healer. And, you know, as I was writing, people were you know, responding like, hey, you helped me heal my heart. You helped me really, you know, work on some problems, stuff like that. So I thought it was kind of catchy, and, and it kind of just stuck for it. I thought it was different. Um, but really, the, the term heart healer is really just saying, I have the power to hurt you. I have the power to help you. And I want to okay. be, you know, the type of person that helps you. So that, that's really the theory behind it. So I like to tell people, like, we all could be heart healers. Mm -hmm. um, right. Choose to be. And I, I noticed on your um, on your bio, you said when your son was born, I think three months into it, you joined the Navy, and that kind of was a pivotal change in your life, and it motivated you to start writing. Was there anything in addition to your son being born that kind of pushed you to write? Um, him, him being born really just um, woke me up, but I was also going through a lot, and um, I, I haven't always had the ability to, to communicate how I feel or what I'm feeling or what I'm going through. But when I'm writing, uh, you know, I feel free enough to do so. And, you know, it's just an outlet for me. So, you know, aside from it being a natural outlet, it was really just, you know, developing that discipline uh, during my Navy days. Okay. And I know you travel around the country um, spreading this message as the heart healer. What are some obstacles you see with young professionals as they're trying to build relationships because I know the whole thing is I'm trying to climb the I'm trying to climb the corporate ladder I'm trying to be all I could be um so I don't really have time to slow down or I don't really have time mm -hmm. to is, is this that important can it be put on the back burner mm -hmm. 
Um, I think we, uh, you, you said it right there. The, the biggest barrier is what we tell ourselves we have time for. What we tell ourselves is a distraction and what we tell ourselves is necessary. Um, uh, our generation is under the mindset that a relationship is just extra baggage, you know, just another distraction. Like, I don't got time for love. Like, I'm trying to get ahead in life. And at one point, love was looked at as the thing to help you get ahead in life. Um, but, you know, we, we, we when people say they don't want a relationship nowadays, I, I really believe what they're saying is I don't want all the, the BS and the crap I had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, you know, that wasn't good for me. But it's not saying, because a good relationship is supposed to advance you in life. It's supposed to get you closer to your dreams. It's supposed to do all those, you know, positive, constructive things. Um, but, you know, we, we just tell ourselves the relationships that we experience, that's the best it's going to get. You know, all we're going to get is a good beginning and, you know, a, a crash ending and no point in doing it anymore. So we just got to gotta reprioritize. You know, we got to understand that love is powerful. You know, and it can yeah. open you up. It can change a lot of things in your life. Um, so it's an asset to success. It's not a distractor. I think that's a good, I definitely think that's a good thing. You actually speaking to me, man, because um, I am the person that is always just like, well, you know what? Let me just build my empire. And when I build my empire, then I'll start trying to expand my empire. That's that's kind of like my me- mentality. Yeah, that was um, me. That was me, too. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, th- I think it's something that's natural. So one thing I, you said about, you know, it being an asset to us being our success and our road to success, you think about realistically um, the, the, the ways in which, you know, two people from potentially polar opposite backgrounds have to come together and have to make it work in the midst of trying to manage your corporate life. What do you think mm-hmm. are some like realistic ways of approaching relationships in the beginning so that it can be a continuous asset as opposed to a liability? Um, I think it's just keeping those, those, those communication lines open. We go through so much. We feel so much. And, you know, we're not always comfortable enough sharing it. Or we're not always in the environment to share it. Um, and it leaves a lot of room, you know, for you to fill in your dark, the the person you're with to fill in the dark, and that creates barriers, you know, because we, we, we tend not to share the stuff we're not proud of. Right. Um, and, and, and it kind of blocks. So I would say communication is a big thing, but also having realistic expectations of each other. Always seeking to, to understand first before right. we judge, before we, you know, point the finger before anything. Let's just understand the point of view first, um, but you know it requires a certain type of patience and strength to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think those those things are, are are what would really help people in our generation um, because we, we we just decide that we're fed up and we're never going to look back. But you know, I think that cheats us in the long run. You mentioned communication. Do you think because I'm big on not spending the whole relationship via text messaging? <laughs> do you think that um that's a barrier to our generation because we like to multitask that we don't devote enough time to actually verbally communicating yeah i i, I do um <clears throat> i think that we've always had print communication so I, you know i kind of throw text in that bucket 
Uh, back in the day, people were right, mad. Me just, too. Yes. To Come on, man. Wait. Come on, you know, Rob. They just had to have the patience to wait for the post office. So we've Come always on, had Rob. that, that, Come uh, on, Rob. that communication. Um, but I think nowadays is the it's the priority. Like I was I was telling my friends the other day, like we could be talking in a room and they could be with me and they could be telling me a story. But if somebody's texting me, that person will automatically probably have priority because they're not, you know, in my proximity. But right. if he was the person texting me and he was telling me the same story, I would probably be more attentive. And it was crazy. Right. I was telling him like I you could really get more undivided attention in my phone than you can in my presence. And that's a really mm-hmm. weird place to be in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think, but you know, it's so funny. Uh, I, I, I was, I was boosting you up in that statement because Lisa and I, we've talked, we've had a show about communication um, within relationships. And it's one of the things I said, you know, text messages is the new form of writing letters. Back in the day, they used to write love letters. Today, we can write love text messages. So in <laughs> essence, it's the Right, and it's instant. You don't gotta wait. You know what I'm saying? Like y- your heart is satisfied right when I hit send. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's like back in the day, it was too much time in between messages. Now we force time to act like we're busy and stuff. It's crazy how it slips. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it, one thing that uh, we kind of have, and since we have you on, and we we talk about relationships, we're gonna throw this out. Uh, me and Lisa have this thing about paying for dates, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Lisa. Let's say you have a woman, and we'll we'll say this from a standpoint of a man, because Lisa and her homegirls, they always like to come down on us, bro. And I'm 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 coming from the standpoint of somebody that has student loan debt. I'm paying mm-hmm. for dates, right? But mm-hmm. if you want to go on a date multiple times in one week, realistically, I can't sustain that. I got student loans. Right. I just paid off. Right. I'm trying to pay off this master's degree that I got. So from the <laughs> standpoint of what what women. You know what I'm saying? How to approach dating today? Because I think one of the things that we keep we keep knocking with is, you know, women have these expectations of men, and men have these expectations of women, and it's almost seemed like nobody is understanding the reality of the situation, right? So, from a, a man's standpoint, I can't expect you to to want to to be like dressed to the nines every day that I see you. Um, and right. to be wearing the, the latest, baddest outfit, because your life, where you're at, trying to build this empire, you can't sustain that. And from the same yeah. stamp viewpoint, you, she can't expect me to take her to a five-star restaurant every week. I just can't do that. I'm not saying that the woman should be paying for a man. I'm traditional in that sense. Like, never, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, let's create some creative days. Let's go to the park. Let's have a picnic. You know what right. I'm saying? Let's right. let's go let's go fishing. Like, let's do something where we're not, like, breaking our, breaking our bank. What do you think about the mm-hmm. way in which we should be dating today? Um, I, I think that I, I agree with you. She should be trying to meet you halfway. I think that we all should should, should try to do that. Um, I, You know, if she's dating you, she should obviously understand, you know, where you are, like, you know, that you, you do have a degree to pay for, that you do have, you know, you're trying to build. You, you're on the upstart. You're not set. You can't afford to go out. And even if you did make a budget to go out every night, it's just irresponsible. So she should you know, kind of like, nah, we went out, let's cook together. Or, you know, it's other ways to um, make it not routine, but also, you know, make it affordable and fun. Um, affordable dating, but, that's but I, the I, name I'm of the a, game. I'm a fan of balance. I'm a fan of balance. So. Yeah, affordable I'm a, dating. 
I'm all about balance too. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not knocking balance. Um I think that free stuff is is completely um okay. Um but I think everything everything we should do and it shouldn't be free. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think every activity has to be a free one either. But I think, you know, the the, the same thing would goes like I don't think every activity had to be paid for by me either. <laughs> oh, Rob, you're about to, you're rough some feathers, but Lisa, man, she, Lisa I, I, is I'm, I'm not saying, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people that make money at large issues. I'm not going to yeah. remember that I paid for the last five meals. I don't care. We got to eat. You like to eat. You with me. I got it. Whatever. Right, um, right. But I just don't, don't complain to me about dates or something if you ain't organizing yourself. And if Ooh. the only ones that you can organize are the ones I'm financing, then you really can't really talk to me about much. Spoken from the heart healer himself. I'm just saying we have to have realistic. And I, I think we have to have realistic goals. That's my biggest thing. I think that you can't expect me to be this provider in the future if I'm trying to build to be this provider in the future. And you telling me I got to go take you to Ruth Chris four nights a week. I just... You know, the, so you I mean, can't, you can't you can't expect me to be a provider if you're helping me wait. <laughs> like if you're, <laughs> if you're a part of what I'm wasting at all, you can't expect me to be a provider at the end of the day. Like I'm supposed to be good at wasting and taking care of you. Right. <laughs> I I agree. That's a good quote. <laughs> Lisa probably has a follow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't. I don't. I'm not like you. Got to take me to Ruth Chris all the time. But I, I do want a man to make an effort, especially when it's the beginning. Now, once we start dating and we know each other's lives, I don't know how much student loan debt you have in the first three dates. I don't think right, right, that should right. be something that I know about you. But I think a man should be making an effort to impress me or show me that, okay, you're worth my time. As I should I be agree. able to show right. him that I'm worth his time. It's It's a mutual thing. So... And depending on what stage of the relationship it's it's in, it's kind of what determines how much a person is giving and how much you're willing to take. Because something I really liked in your book, you said that single people, single young professionals sometimes struggle with the fact that um, a boyfriend is a boyfriend and not a husband and a girlfriend is a girlfriend and not a wife. And I think Mm -hmm. in this day where we call... The, our significant other men are around here calling their girlfriends wifey and that expectation is I want you to be my wife but we're, we haven't made that commitment so we don't have those proper lines so everything kind of gets blurred yeah so it's, I, I, today it's hard man because you, you want to show commitment but you don't want to do too much you want to show that you're serious but you might not be ready to get married you want, like there's no middle ground. It's like you either gotta go all out or you ain't about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes it kind of throws people's equilibrium off. And when you get to a certain point, like you can't scale back because if you scale back, then you're changing, they're changing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. it's a lot of it's a lot of different things that you know start start playing or weighing in on different relationships. You know that's why I say communication is so important because you, you shouldn't be feeling boxed in when you get more time. You should actually feel freer. Mm-hmm. 
But most mm. people, it works the opposite. Mm. Like the more time they're in the bond, the, the, the smaller the room gets. When really, you know, if it's a good bond, the more time you're in, the, the, the bigger, the more open everything should get. That's true, especially in light of it seems like most young professional relationships have a two-year lifespan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that, yeah, if that, I would say that's pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, you know, they say it takes about nine months for people to officially like break up and all the way let go. So, you know, if you if you're making a relationship two two years and that last nine months or so is the, you know, the breakup, we have sex every other month, whatever type phase that people go through, you know, when it's not going well, but it's hard to let go. Yeah. That's all right. So let's get into, let's get into some of your books, man. Um, The book uh, I've been checking out is the book, I Got You. Let us know about you or tell us a little bit about like what your inspiration was for writing that book. Was it uh, the same as you developing the idea of being the heart healer and just like expounding off that, or was there like a, a certain particular event that got you to the place of drafting this book? Um, I got you was the, the, the subtitle line is restoring confidence and loving relationships, and it was really like um, okay, we got a lot of books out there, we got a lot of authors, we got a lot of resources, but. You guys are listening to me for a reason. Um, you're trusting me with your time and energy, and you know you're trying to apply what I'm putting in my material. Um, so let's just address the situation head on. You know, let's just talk about all the different things we want to talk about. And my second book was for single people who still understand the value of relationships. And I got you was basically a build on that. It was like, all okay. right, we're single. We understand what relationships are about. But now. I'm going to restore your confidence. So now it's like, okay, so we're standing. Now I'm going to get you confident enough in your own feet to take a step. And that's really all I wanted to do What I got you was like, look, let's just try to be better than what we're accepting as okay. You know what I mean? We're not going to get it right. perfectly. We're not going to do it all the way right the first time, but at least we're moving and challenging each other to move in the right direction. So that's, right. what, that's what I got here. Okay, okay. So I mean, just let us know, man. We, we we appreciate you just for for being here and again for talking to us. Let us let everybody know how they can uh, follow you on social media and how they can get uh, the new books because you do have a re-release, the gold release of I'm I'm correct, December nineteenth of all yep. all of your books. So let us know how we can get those. Um, well, I'll be uh, releasing an app. Um, okay. for the new year. Um, and I also have my website, which is robhillsenior.com. That's R-O-B-H-I-L-L-S-R.com. All the information for the upcoming app will be up there as well. You can get my books, and you know, there's a link to a lot of my work up there as well. Okay, awesome. Sounds good. So, again, the heart healer. You guys, we appreciate you, man, for just coming and spending a little time with us here at Brunch Culture. Uh, like I said, here we are for the for young professionals, we are trying to just move this thing forward. We realize that there's a huge gap um, in terms of relationships. Everybody seems to be trying to get a relationship, fighting for a relationship, but for whatever reason, they're just not working out. And statistics show that they're not working out for our generation. So we just right. appreciate your work, man. We support you. If there's anything that we can do here at Brunch Culture to help you get that message out there and spark that movement, you just let us know, man. 
No, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. We appreciate you being on the show. And now it's time for our random topic. So today's random topic has to do with a Salvation Army holiday kettle and gold teeth. Yeah, just... (laughs) Gangsta grills. Yeah, you know we find random stuff every week for you guys. And we found this article in HuffPost and we could not not mention it um, on today's show. So... You know, they find a lot of different things, usually money, um, in those kettles and it's the holidays and somebody decided to put gold teeth in there. Um, I guess that's that maybe that's all they had. Maybe they thought, man, this is worth something. Um, one of the reps from the Salvation Army said they might could get eighty to a hundred dollars potentially, depending on how much gold it is. But they're waiting to somebody claim it because maybe it was an accident. I don't see how you accidentally drop your gold teeth in the kettle i think you would feel those coming off um and it's just not a place where you would put your mouth over Um, so so this in my mind this is how it happened the person because you know they're usually outside of a grocery store maybe a walmart right so they were inside walmart and they sampled the chicken wing so they pull their gold teeth out they put their gold teeth in their pocket the pocket that also had change. So when they went when they went out, they was like, oh, I can give to them. So they stuck their hand in their pocket and just dropped the whole wad of change in there. And so it happened, their gold teeth was in there, right? Okay. So <laughs> maybe that could have been how it went. Yeah, and then when they got home, they probably like, man, where are my teeth? My gangster grills. Yeah. Gangster grills. Yeah. Well, somebody... I- I think the Salvation Army should bless somebody with it. You know, gold teeth, they, they kind of coming back. No, they, that's they nasty. Coming back. They, they coming back. It's almost like it's like a more permanent retainer. Like, my retainers are clear. But <laughs> gold retainers, I you know, that'll be fresh. I think that'll be cool. So I think the person, yeah, I think they're useful. You don't have to build it down. Just put them on the market. I'm telling you, somebody, somebody will come in and need them. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, we want to move to our quote of the week. Today's quote of the week will only be right to come from our special guest, Mr. Rob Hill Sr. It says, Don't misuse people next to you stressing what's ahead of you. We all have problems. Shutting out the ones who truly care for you won't solve them. Hey, I think that's good. I think <laughs> I think that's something that definitely is relevant to us as young professional young professionals as we continue to climb up the the ladder, the social ladder, the corporate ladder, whatever ladder, uh, just move upward in our career. You know, sometimes we can be so focused on what's next and kind of miss what's here and then as we start to meet new people and we start to gel and make these great relationships we kind of think that the people that we had previously are just kind of old news or you know they 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 shouldn't be alone for the ride with us and i think that's a yeah that's that's a bad move and this quote speaks to that so be mindful of that this week be mindful that hey as i'm getting better you know my team my original team what drake said no new friends no new friends, yo. Well, I don't really believe that, but I'm saying don't forget your old friends. That's what I be. <laughs> yes, because when I win, my friends win. And All I right. don't want to succeed alone. So. Hey. 
We thank you for listening to episode 28 of Brunch Culture. It has been an eventful one with Rob Hill. We want to give him a special thanks again for being here on the show. Remember to check out his website at www.robhillsenior.com. And remember, you can check out all our past episodes at brunchculturebc.com. Again, that's brunchculturebc.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our, if you are iTunes users, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. If you are Android user, you can subscribe on Spreaker. And we want you to check us out on social media at, on Twitter at, brunch culture on instagram at brunch underscore culture and on facebook at facebook.com backslash brunch culture and remember at brunch culture everything is up for discussion